We're starting out tonight, uh, and we're going to be spotlighting Romans chapter 3 and verse 23. Many of you can quote that, uh, but it's going to take more than just a night to be able to get this done, uh, because from this scripture, uh, I'm going to be teaching uh, a lesson, a Bible lesson, called The Faces of Grace. Uh, the Faces of Grace. Sometimes I think we forget how important grace is to us all. Uh, we had a great uh, Monday night prayer meeting uh, this past Monday night. We had some uh, folks make it uh, that uh, hadn't been able to make it in a while that came in. And uh, uh, Brother, uh, Brother Paul uh, was supposed to have done the uh, devotional, but he had called me and way things worked out, uh, he wasn't able to, uh, uh, to make it here, and uh, uh, he told me the, the scriptures that he was going to read and talk about, and asked me if I would uh, uh, do them uh, for him, and we did that, and of course what we were talking about uh, and read about is where they brought the woman to Jesus, uh, caught in the act of adultery, and uh, they were ready to uh, to stone her and kill her uh, for this. And uh, this story illustrates really good uh, about uh, God's grace and His mercy. Uh, and I, I've never met a man or a woman who didn't need the mercy and the grace of God. It doesn't matter how long we've been serving the Lord or how good we think we may, uh, we may be. Uh, we stand in need of God's grace. And gr when we talk about grace, grace has got a lot of different uh, aspects about it. And, uh, and I've called these the faces of grace. And uh, in the coming weeks, I'm going to bring some of these out as we uh, spotlight on the face of grace. My lesson tonight, I've titled the lesson tonight, Understanding the Need for Grace. This is our first lesson, Understanding the Need of Grace. Everybody needs grace. If you want to go to heaven, you're going to have to have grace because you're not going to never be able to achieve it, heaven that is, by yourself. You're not going to be able to do it. And we, I, I don't know why the Lord has impressed upon me about bringing, bringing this out and, and getting us a, a greater understanding about the grace of God and, and uh, uh, what it is. And uh, the, uh, the focus scripture 
uh, there, Romans 3 and 23, is what we, uh, what we talk about. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen. Uh, I guess that means everybody has sinned and messed up for a few folks. No, everybody. When you use that phrase, all, that's inclusive for everybody, isn't it? Hallelujah. Uh, And then Romans 3, 10 and 12, amen. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. Thank you. Amen. Uh, They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. I was reading that verse from another translation. I forget what the translation was. But it says, there is none that doeth good, not even one. So, every time I get to thinking I'm a pretty good fella, this right here puts me in check to let me know, you know, amen. And so, what we're doing is trying to understand the need for grace, and I want, I want to do that first before we get to talk about the different aspects of grace and the faces of grace, talking about understanding this need. What is the need for grace? Because, number one, for all have sinned. Amen. That's the point, first point we'll make. All have sinned. I've ran into some preachers and several been several years ago, but uh, there's some seem to think that that, this didn't apply to them. But this applies to everybody. It applies to everybody. And I read the other scriptures that we put in, you said there's there's none, not even even one. Uh, This is the reason why there is no difference as to the condition of men. Everyone are sinners, and were made that way by Adam's transgression. You see, if you was born to this world, and, and say lived 30, 40, 50 years or, or more, and you never broke one commandment, never, never flew off the handle and got mad at nothing or nobody, Never had no bad thoughts. Never had none of that. When you died, you'd still be lost. Why is that? Because the things that we call sins are not really sins. You might call drunkenness a sin, but drunkenness is not a sin. You might call uh, 
cussing and swearing a sin or lying a cheating. They say, what in the world is Brother Sammy talking about? He's un went crazy. He's saying that stuff is not sin. Let me give you what we're trying to do is understand neither grace. And I want I want you to get a, a, a standard. Those things that I just mentioned, they are the fruits of sin. They're the fruits of sin. The fruits the the things that come bear that you bear from what is within you. What what you were born with. The uh the Adam nature. That's why uh you could live your whole life and never cuss, swear, steal, whatever, and still die lost because you were born with sin in you. And these things that we do are fruits, just like, you know, um, the Holy Ghost, when somebody has, gets the Spirit, there are fruits of the Spirit, amen, that we bear that give evidence that the Holy, uh, 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 Holy Spirit is in somebody. And it's, 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 it's the same, it's the same uh, principle the same thing. Uh, these things that we do are fruits of what we have within us. Romans 5 and 18. Let me put that up there now. Look at, look at look what this reads. Therefore, as by, by the offense of one, judgment came upon all man to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, the free gift came upon all men under justification life. Amen. So it says by, by one. Who was that one? That was Adam. Therefore, by the offense, and you could say you could put in Adam's name right there. Therefore, by the offense of Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. You see, uh, you were a sinner long before you ever bared any fruits of it, before you've done things that we normally say were sins, but really are fruits of the sin within us. Amen. And then John chapter 1, verse 29. The next day, John seeth Jesus coming unto him. Now, this is, this is John the Baptist. And said, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Now we got that word sin right there. I got I got it brought out in, in in a greenish color for a reason. Because I would say, you listen close, where it be a for people or I've heard from many preachers and Bible teachers, but I would say six at least six out of ten people that quote this scripture, quote it wrong. They put an S on that sin. They do that sin just like 
Somebody told me one time, Brother Sam, you got to go hear this guy teaching uh, 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 on, on prophecy and re- revelation and all, and all that stuff. So he, he's one of the best. So I go, sit down and hear some things. <laughs> and when he says, we're going to turn to Revelations chapter 1, it already throws up a red flag to me. This guy don't know what he's talking about. Because it's not revelations. It's revelation. It's revelation. I'm, I'm picky on stuff like this, folks. Because it's, 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 it's got a meaning behind it. There wasn't no revelations. It was one revelation. The revelation of Jesus Christ. You can go to any bookstore you want to go and buy any Bible you want to buy. And it ain't going to never be pluralized. It's singular. The revelation. Amen. And it's the same way with this word sin. He didn't say, Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sins of the world. He didn't come to take away the fruits of my sin, but my sin. Jesus, the Lamb of God, died to eradicate the sin of Adam. Because Adam's sin that you inherited has got to be dealt with before anything else can take place. This is a, a principle, it's in the death thing of the Word of God that a lot of people over, overlook. Hallelujah. That's why, that's why you living good or living a good life or turn, uh, uh, doing, having a reformation if if you used to lie every other word and quit lying and you used to steal and you quit stealing or whatever it may be and, and, and living a better life does not help you a bit because the first thing that we all got to deal with is the Adam's sin that we was born with that I inherited, that you inherited by the offense of one. Hallelujah. Jesus came to pay the price for Adam's sin. I've had a lot of people say, you know, Brother Samuel, that don't, it don't seem fair that I was born in this world and I'm, uh, I have, uh, you know, uh, I'm suffering for something that Adam did. That's why Jesus came to take care of that for you. Hallelujah. So that don't have to bother you any longer. Hallelujah. Behold the Lamb of God which taketh away the sin. Singular. And yes, that's what the original says too. I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't claim to be no scholar, but I, 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 did, I did study some Greek and I took a little bit of the Greek language and in the Greek it says sin. Singular. The sin of the world. Hallelujah. This is why we have to be born again. We got, to t- we got to have that Adam sin that was passed on to us eradicated and take, uh, take care of. So that's what it meant by when he said all have sin, past tense. It wasn't, it wasn't talking about uh, you have lied, cheated, or steal. But when he said, oh, this, what, what this was saying 
for all have sinned. It's talking about the sin that you have within you from Adam, that you inherited from Adam. Amen. That's what, it, that's what it's uh, referring to. Then the second part, and I'm moving on uh, uh, quickly, are falling short. Now, uh, go back there and, uh, and put up Romans 3 and 23. Again, I want to throw that back up there. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Okay, that fall short in the original means a continuation, a continuation. Uh, it's not just a past thing, but, it, but, it's, but it's a present and a continuation. All are falling short. Note the difference in the tenses. All sinned is in the past tense, while falling short of God's glory is stated in the present tense. When Adam had once sinned in Eden, he continually fell short from that day on. Amen. He continually fell short of the glory of God after he... Um, left Eden, as did his all the human race by him and after him. Amen. So, all have sinned, and they fall short, and they continue to fall short of the glory of God. That's why we need grace. Because you ain't going to never be able to get to a point and say, I've reached it. You're not going to reach it down here. You're not going to reach it. Amen. Now, I know, you know, this, this goes against what a lot of the way back there, the old, uh, old-timey old Pentecostal uh, preachers used, used to teach. But there, there's no, there's no uh, scriptural basis to that. Man, uh, I, was talking, I was talking to somebody the other, other day. Who was it? Oh, Brother Quinn from California, pastor in California, uh, down in Hot Springs at the, at the conference. And uh, uh, we were talking, and Brother Quinn, if you've never met Brother Quinn, uh, he, he's, he's a fine man and uh, good, uh, good minister. And I told him, I said, I said, you know, Brother Quinn, I've started saying something, I said every now and then. Uh, I said, and what it is that I that I say is, a lot of times when I talk to people, I says, I am a recovering legalist. What do you mean? Because after I came out of the denominational church, the group that I first got into. They were they were so they were so strict it was beyond belief, and they had these long lists of rules. They they said, well, you know, uh, 
you got to do this, 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 besides what Jesus did for you to make it to heaven. The church that I was baptized in Jesus' name in, you never saw a man go in there with any colored shirt. They always wore white only. They did not wear ties because that was, that was, that was prideful. And they were buttoned all the way up like this. If I was scheduled to preach and I come in with my sleeve rolled up just like it is, you ain't going to preach in this church. You're sinning. That's legalism. It's legalism. I was in service, I was in service one time and they had a prayer line. And people were coming up and he was getting prayed for. And there was a man got, came in a prayer line, Brother Paul, and he was standing in line. And when he got up to him, the guy doing the praying for people just stopped. And he asked me, he says, what is wrong with you? And he, uh, and he, uh, and he told him what he needed. And he says, he says, I'm not going to pray for you for God to heal you till you promise God and all these people in this church that you won't never wear short sleeve shirts again. Like what, similar to what you got on tonight. You know, now, you know, what I, you know what I say that was? That's, that, that's a bunch of malarkey. That ain't got nothing to do with somebody's salvation. That's man's rules, not God's rules. Amen. And it takes everything away from grace and the grace of God where we are saved by grace, not by works. Amen. That's one reason why a whole lot of people, we couldn't get, them, get, get to them about the mighty God in Christ and being baptized in Jesus' name because he had so many crazy rules. I um, uh, I used to love, and it's been a while since I've talked to him, but I, I used to love to uh, to talk to Jehovah Witness. Uh, but I, uh, I studied up on them, you know, and I had, uh, I had a, a few books that talked about uh, about their history and um, who's the one who started it. And, uh, uh, Ru uh, Russell, a man by the name of Russell, uh, was uh, uh, the founder of Jehovah Witness. And for years and years, they, they was called Russellites. Uh, and um, I studied up and saw, I mean, I, I, I was ready. No matter what they said, I made myself ready to talk to them. I ran across one. They gave me something I, I couldn't answer. And, uh, and this is what it was. He, he told me, he says, you know, he said, I go to the Kingdom Hall right here in this town. He said, if I go, go on vacation, no matter what state I go to, I go to a Kingdom Hall, he said, I'm going to hear the same thing. I'm going to get the same message. And... He said, uh, 
y'all Pentecostal churches, he says, he said, each one you go to has got a different set of rules. And you know what? I couldn't hardly say anything about it because I spent 20 years evangelizing. And just because they got Pentecost or apostolic on the, on the front sign, you don't know what they're going to be teaching on the inside. Amen. I remember one time we went somewhere up in Kentucky, and because she can't wear them today, but Sister Darlene used to love to wear those uh, high heels. I mean, she, she, she liked those high heels. And, uh, and I bought her uh, a, a set of high heels and, oh, for, and, and, and give them to her. <laughs> and uh, uh, as soon as we got there in that church, we went there to preach her on. She got, she got preached on before I, before I had a chance to get up there because you do not wear high heels that's red. You don't wear nothing that's red. We got some people got some red in tonight. Uh, you committing sin if you got red on because they said, I said, why can't you wear red? <laughs> why can't you wear red? Because red um, represents sin. And I, I said, well, how it could couldn't it represent the blood of Christ, you know, uh, but that's that's what we're uh, I, I'm talking about, uh, uh, you know, you know stuff like that. Uh, we all have sinned and we continue to fall short. We're in we're in the need of grace, and how sad and awful that man's condition is. Uh, when it said, for all have sinned and, and, and fall short and a continuation uh, of, the, um, of the glory of God. What's that mean, falling short? Falling short of the glory of God. Um, I, back in the 70s, a fella, I, follow, I kept up with him everywhere. Uh, anybody ever heard the name Evil Knievel? Well, back in the day, Evil Knievel was my man. I mean, I would uh, any time I would if he was going to be on TV or so or whatever, you know, I this this guy amazed me uh, what what he was able to do. Uh, jumping big old line of buses and this and that. He had the guy had broken every bone in his body at one time or another. But in 1974, he decided he was going to jump the Snake River, Snake River Canyon. If uh, Put a picture up there of that Snake River. There you go. Mr. Knievel is going to jump that. And if you look up there in the uh, far right corner, you'll see that launch pad there that they had built. And you see that big canyon with the Snake River down there, he was going to, he's going to jump it. And then he's got a picture of him climbing in his ship. There he is right there. That was in 1974. Big, huge crowd of people everywhere out there, and it was on TV. I mean, this—he was going to—he was going to make history. 
Ain't no telling how much money was spent into getting all this together. And put up the final picture. <laughs> A little short of his gold. I mean, it got no more uh, that started, Brother Paul, it was over with. I mean, he fired that thing up in there, the, 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 the flames and the fire came out, and he went, and just as soon as he got in the air, he just slowly sunk down to the bottom of the canyon. He fell short of his goal. And that's what falling short. I just thought I'd give you that example of what it means to fall short. It, it, it don't matter if he traveled 50 yards or 100 yards or even 150. If he didn't make it all the way across, he fell short. Some people, uh, you know, they, they can live, live a little bit good or whatever. But we all fall short uh, of the glory of God. Here's what, and, and I'm winding down because I've got, oh, I'm fixing to come to close. It matters little how far he went. He still didn't clear the river. And in the case of man, there may be some who seem to have less sin, but they still fall short from jumping the hurdle of the flesh and land on the other side into the glory of God. Can't none of us jump the hurdle of our flesh and, and reach the glory of God on our own. I can't make it without Jesus and you can't make it without Jesus. I'm not good enough and I never will be good enough. If I could ever get good enough and you ever could get good enough, Jesus wouldn't have had to die. And you know what, if, we, if, if, if Christians everywhere understand that and agree about that, why then do we want to judge one another and condemn one another? Because we all in the same shape. None of us is able to get over to the righteousness of God on our own. So, one final time, Romans 3, 23 through 26. For all have sinned and fall short. And in the Greek, that's a continuation, that word fall, of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth as a propitiation by His blood through faith, to demonstrate his righteousness because his forbearance, God had passed over the sins that, uh, uh, that were previously committed to demonstrate at the present time his righteousness that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. Hallelujah. So, as I'm talking about the faces of grace, what we talked about tonight is understanding the need of grace first. We all need the grace of God. The greatest gospel hymn ever written, Amazing Grace.
And do you know, how many, how many knows that that song was written by an old drunken sailor? You need to read up the story of the man who wrote Amazing Grace.